Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Horror Zone 607. We are the podcast that talks all things horror and brings you the week's biggest horror movie news. I'm Mike C. I am coming to you for not much longer from over here in Studio 13. Uh, time is, time's up. My, my lease is just about up on Studio 13, and I'm going to have to move back in to 8122 Production Studio. So it's coming soon, very soon. But for now, still in Studio 13 and over in the 8122 Production Studios. You know him as the man that was once again this year and for the past 15 years, the number one pick in the NFL draft. He is rich. I mean, I'm very proud of that accomplishment. There's there's very few people who can say that they are a number one pick in the draft, let alone for 15 straight years. I mean, you are a man of many hats. That is that is a feat that I do not think will be defeated anytime soon because there is no talent quite like me. That's true. That's true. I believe that that was a song from Aladdin, if I'm not mistaken. I believe uh, it was Aladdin. On a separate on a separate note, on a separate note, I was originally 92. slated to be the Cleveland Browns macho man, but uh, then I realized it was for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, yeah, that happened. I have a great picture that I found with Macho Man holding the Intercontinental Championship, shaking Goodell's hand. So I have to send it to you. It was funny. Good stuff. I, I got a good one with uh, Razor Shamon too, and it's like Michael Jackson's face on Razor Ramon's body. That's that's, that's pretty that's, epic that, and that's scary another, uh, and scary all at once. At some point, it's uh, yeah, that's another uh, another topic for another show. Yes, yes, yes. So you know, of course, this week, uh, you know, he's not the number one pick of the NFL draft, Trevor Lawrence, but uh, he is the smartest man in all of horror podcasting, and uh, well, he's not here. Hey, then there's no chance for him to not be the smartest man oh, in horror podcasting. Oh. Because oh. as soon as he opens his mouth, that flies right out the window. <laughs> so he's keeping the streak of saying the smartest things for a second week in a row. Right. And rumor has it that he's going to be back next week to ruin that show. Uh, I can't wait. I don't know about you. Well, you know, time. I, I, I'm just hoping that he's heard all the shit talking we've done. <laughs> I hope so, too. I hope so, too. We miss him and uh, we, we love him. And uh, speak for yourself. Take turns, we both want to take turns <laughs> slapping him across the face with a five pound steak. So I I just want to point out when you said we want to take turns, I thought you were going to a completely other route, but uh, we won't talk (laughs) about that on the air. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, that's that's a different show that we have as well. So which I'll also be returning to very soon. That's right. Spooky Mike returns to Love It Scary in June. Right. It's only one more Love It Scary without you. Yeah, that's scary thought. That's a very scary thought. It is. I can't wait. I cannot wait till you guys just roast me on the air and, you know, we get back and have some fun. So it's. Times are a changing. Times it's are coming. Changing. It's definitely yeah. coming. So, uh, just so like as, Big Natty Cool. Exactly. Very much like that. Uh, so, you know, as I announced uh, on the uh, the wrestling show this past week when you were on Twitch live, uh, we of course are going to have number one NFL draft pick Trevor Lawrence in the studio for a live interview this week. Um, no, we're not. We're not. No. I thought we were. No, Guy Sunshine I, cannot show up today. Ah, uh, I thought that that was a. I thought that he was he was a lock for the show. 
Um, no, I told you then he wasn't a lock for the show. <sighs> I thought maybe things would have changed. You know, I thought for sure we could get him. I mean, the man is on. The man is depressed and on watch right now because he got drafted to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Do you really want him on our show? Like, I mean, that he woke up in a horror movie on draft day. That might be why he wanted to do our show. Actually, Probably. he didn't really want to do it. But we well, were going to get him anyway. I almost got got him to force to do it because, you know, my relationship with Tony Khan and all yes. elite wrestling, we were going to use that to our advantage. But once again, I really thought he would bring the show down. He's, he's a pretty depressed guy right now. I mean, I mean, the money is looking good. <laughs> but then you have the realization that you'll be playing in Jacksonville for the Jaguars. I'm just, yeah. just that yeah. is like that's like happy death day to you waking up kind of shit. Hey, you know what? Maybe he'll turn that whole franchise around. Well, I, I was hoping we'd still get a third movie. There's still hope. There's still hope. Yeah. They say no, but they've said no about a lot of movies. So there's right. still hope. A New Hope. Oh, yes. There, there that, was... I believe that was Friday the 13th Part 3, A New Hope. <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I don't think so. But Part 5? Was no, it no, Part 5? That, that was, that was uh, Part 4 of Star Wars, but still. Ah. Close enough. I was so close. So close. I mean, New uh, Blood was, uh, what was it, Part 6? Yes. No. No, 7. Five, uh, yeah, I get them all confused. I get them all. They all well, jumble. Five is five. Yeah, they 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 get it all jumbled up. No, five is uh, one of them's Jason sure. lives. <laughs> no, it's six. We're getting them all mixed. Yeah, up. six it. is Jason lives. Fives is like the new batch. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute! No, no, no. That that's definitely Gremlins too. Ah. <laughs> Especially, do you, batch, do you do you prefer old. your Gremlins too with the alternate cut of John Wayne, or do you prefer it with the original cut with Hulk Hogan? I didn't realize that there was another. Yeah, cut so in the, in the in the in uh, the original, there there was two different cuts. One had one where they kind of even for back in the day was kind of ingenious. They spliced together some uh, John Wayne audio, and the Gremlins were in a western. That's what they were in on the t- <laughs> on the screen, and John Wayne basically tells them off. And then, of course, the one we all remember is Hulk Hogan. You know, the, the usher going to tell Hulk Hogan that the Gremlins have taken over the booth. And then Hogan cuts a promo on him, talking about yeah. people wanting to eat their popcorn and drink their drinks. And if he doesn't do that, the Hulkster's going to come and run wild on him, and he rips his shirt off. And of course, the Gremlins put the movie back on, right? Because you know they're scared of Hulk Hogan. Well, who wasn't back in the day? Oh, I mean, I, absolutely. That was a big get back then. I, you know what's scariest about him is he's the immortal. How is he immortal? The immortal. He, he's Hulk clearly a Hulk Hogan. Brother, remember when he uh, he took on the Ultimate Warrior when the when yes they, when they you know they explode and they had the stars in the sky and Vince said right. and in one corner the WWF champion the Immortal Hulk Hogan and the WWF Intercontinental <laughs> Champion the Ultimate Warrior title for title title for title it's WrestleMania. Yeah. Speaking of brothers, I uh, just want to give a. a- quick shout out a happy uh belated birthday to our good friend uh jimmy gasdick oh yes happy birthday jimmy gasdick i'm sure you're listening so uh can, uh, congratulations on another year here. brother yeah i gotta get him back every time i i, I mention that uh i know he's ready to come back but uh then the the craziness of the pandemic and everything happened so we'll definitely have jimmy gasdick back on the show in the brother. near future we got to talk about some uh, it'll be a special episode because we're going to talk some sleepaway camp we've been waiting Absolutely. for that for a little while Absolutely. I think they filmed, was it the fourth one that they filmed about an hour from here? Yes, 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 sir. Uh, and this a, back, and then it looked like the, what is it, last was. weekend or the weekend before he uh, just, uh, he was taking some pictures with one Miss Felissa Rose. Yes, I saw that. He was with her and uh, Tom Matthews and a couple other people. Yeah, yeah it was Tom I Matthews. Think, I, think, uh, I think Trevor Lawrence also. I, I'm, I could be wrong. I don't know why you keep putting Trevor Lawrence everywhere, but I, I, I'm because he's I, the number one pick in the draft. He's the most famous. I, guy I don't in know why right if you're you're so obsessed with Trevor Lawrence. It's a long blonde hair. I'll never have that. He's not playing for your team. No, no, the Giants. Uh, 
Giants uh, made some interesting picks. I personally love that they uh, traded down to, uh, when, you know, when they needed an offensive line, a defensive line, and linebackers, and they traded down to get an undersized wide receiver when they've already got 15 other ones that are good and don't have a line or a quarterback to get the ball to them. So... Well, yeah. I got to give a cheap plug. If you want to hear some horror stories and you want to hear uh, of, of the Giants and such, one other, no other than Coach Duffy from the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast, I'm sure we'll be ranting and raving this week on the ODPH's uh, Sports Edition. Uh, I do believe it's coming out on Tuesday, possibly Wednesday. Uh, keep your eyes on their uh, social media's Twitter, at OD Parlay Hour, to find out which day the sports show's coming out. But I think we're done talking about sports because we got some horror news for the fans we who tuned in do. for Horror Talk. Go figure because it's called horror zone 607 i think we should just keep talking football and baseball the whole show i i, I think not no <laughs> no you do horror? it's the it's depressing man no I, i'm a raiders fan and i'm a yankees fan currently baseball and football are off the table <laughs> yeah the yankees i'm watching them as we record this uh, they're winning but uh they have not looked good this season so that's the you know as you say i will digress now so we will talk about some horror movie news um before i do that coming up on the show this week is the first week of Mike Flanagan May. So we're going to be reviewing uh, his one of his early movies, Hush. So that's yes. coming up in the second segment. Uh, but as always, we will start the show with talking about some horror movie news here. So uh, the first thing is we've got some great news here. Um, good, Well, good and bad news. It's good and bad news. Uh, the, the bad news is the release date for Escape Room 2 has changed yet again. The good news is... It's been rescheduled from it was it was set to come out January seventh of twenty twenty two, but it's been moved all the way up to July sixteenth of this year. Smart move by them for two different reasons: a strike while the iron's hot, horror is still hot, and the pandemic is is, is proving uh, is proving to be continued to be hot. I know uh, that uh, Separation did some uh, some good money this week, not like blockbuster, but nothing's doing blockbuster money, but it did do some good money, uh, especially for being as limited as it was. Uh, proving once again horror still out there. Of course, we have a week from. Friday, a week from this upcoming Friday, will be Spiral from the Book of Saw, and I'm sure that that's going to do some good money. So, I mean, it is smart to continue, like we've talked about before on the show, to strike while the iron is hot, and uh, Escape Room kind of lost some of its thunder for the second movie with being pushed back to begin with because of the pandemic, in my opinion. The other reason why it was a smart move up is because on January 15th, because I remember this because it's my birthday, there's a little movie coming out called Scream. So they would have had one week in the box office before horror movie uh, fanatics just destroy the box office for Scream. So, I mean, it is a good idea to get away from another big release. And obviously you can't move it to the fall because we have Halloween Kills. So I think that this is really good, smart moves to move it to the summertime and get it out there before it gets buried by some of the juggernauts of horror. Right. Now, you made one mistake. I, I, I have to fact check you here, and I got I to gotta make a, a correction to what you said. It's not Scream that's coming out that week. It's it's Scream 2022. Yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot to add the 2022. But at least, I didn't add at least I didn't call it Scream 5, which is what the title should be. Oh, yeah, you can't call it that. No, because it's not it Scream 5. It's Scream 2022, yes. Even yes. though it is a direct sequel to the other four movies. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Thank don't you, get Harvey me started Weinstein. on that one again, but that's just kind of... Thank you, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. That's you, another you show, never, too. You should never talk about he who shall not be named. Come on, calm it down. Yeah, well, I did. I did. But no, Escape Room 2, you know, the first one was such a fun movie. I have a feeling the second one will be, too. So um, that's that, that's good. That's great news. You know, we're just a couple of months away from getting to see it now. Um, I should be able to go see that one with you guys. Yeah, so, absolutely. It's going to be you know, some good times. Time. I mean, the first movie back for you actually should, pro horror movie-wise, should be Conjuring. 
Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Possibly. Technically spiral. I mean, a week after I'd be... The, oh, yeah. the, the so second you vaccine go, will have set into my bloodstream, and so I could that, that we could go see it a second time because I'm going to see it when it comes out. Maybe if it's good enough. I, I mean, I'll go see anything that's good a second time. Like Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Absolutely, I watch Robin Hood, Men in Tights anytime. Yeah. Nice. Well, uh, on to the next story here. Uh, this one, you know, this we don't we don't know what's going to happen with this one yet. It's a little bit more, you know, just things are being talked about right now, but. Adam Wingard is in talks to bring another movie or more than than one movie into Legendary's MonsterVerse, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Yeah, you know what? I got to be honest with you. This is not a surprise. <laughs> I mean, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong has done over $400 million in the inter- in, in the worldwide box office. It is the first what I would consider to be smash box office hit since the pandemic. Uh, yeah. so I'm, uh, no surprise there. Everybody, like I've been a very big fan of, uh, his, his run here in the MonsterVerse, as everybody knows, especially, uh, I think he created one of the greatest, um, uh, MonsterVerse movies of all time, if you will, in, uh, Godzilla King of Monsters. It was, it was a movie with a great story and also great fighting. And, you know, I also one of those people that loved Godzilla for versus Kong for what it was. We were promised a fight and we got a fight. So I'm, I'm all good with that. Also, I think I've talked about it on the show before. I know I definitely have talked about it in the Three Fat Nerds podcast. Uh, Adam Weingart is also set to uh, direct, and I believe it when I see it, a live-action Thundercast movie. So that's finally back on the table, and it's yeah. coming from him. So the dude is taken off, man, and he deserves to with all the success they've had on the MonsterVerse movies. I'm kind of hoping that they do a little more deep diving, you know what I mean? I need to see some well, more monsters on the screens. You know, I'm kind of glad you mentioned that because uh, the site is also adding that one of the possible titles being floated around is Son of Kong. Really? Son of Kong. Interesting. I would think I would assume that they would have gone back to the Godzilla route first, but I'm not upset about a, another Kong movie, but it's intriguing that they're going to go Son of Kong. Yeah. And again, it's just being floated around, you know, maybe there will be another another uh mashup between the two, you know, the immovable object and the uh, irresistible force there, but um but yeah, you know, it's. I think it would be interesting. I, nope. I still haven't seen any of these movies, but I think it'd be interesting. I'm waiting for an American uh, version of Destroyer. There you go. So I, that's what I'm holding hope for. But uh, I'm, I'm I'm good with whatever he's done so far. He has not let me down in the MonsterVerse, so I will take whatever I'm given there. And if it does come to fruition, as as a big of a fan of as I am of the Thundercats, if that does finally come to fruition under his guidance, oh brother, I'm excited. Brother, 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 brother. Uh, and finally this week, uh, there, there wasn't really a lot of, of big news this week, but um, there was a lot of stories that were just showing like clips of uh, Spiral, which I refused to watch because I don't want anything given away uh, in the movie. There, there was like 15 different clips that they put out. They Somebody even mashed them together into like one long clip. Uh, so, you know, th- there was a lot of that this week, a lot of video game news, um, you know, still talking about the new Resident Evil game that's going to be coming out here, I believe, in the next week. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Um, the final story I do have for us this week is, you know, another week, another new release date for Morbius. Oh, uh, that's right. That's right. It's been pushed back yet another week now to January 28th of 2022. Well, let's be honest. At least it hasn't gone new mutants route yet. Yeah. Give it time. We got plenty of time for that. Yeah, I, 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 I guess so. I mean, I, I, don't I know. still I still maintain that new mutants has still not come out. I've seen it. I own the movie, but I still I, I insist it's never come out. 
it, it's still getting pushed back. Uh, yeah. Well, you can watch it. On, I think it's coming to HBO Max again soon. Yeah, it's already on there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's back. It's been on HBO a lot lately. Well, I'm just saying, it, it, it left and it came back. That's how long it's been out. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm still interested. I mean, I'm a Jared Leto fan. I'm, I'm intrigued to see where they go with uh, the Morbius. We, we know that they've decided to go more of the comic book route, so he's not exactly a vampire. Uh, because in the comic books, technically, he's not a vampire. But uh, he, uh, I, I can't wait to see where they go with it. Did the trailers made me intrigued to see this fucking movie to begin with? So yeah, the good. fact that uh, we haven't gotten it yet, it kind of is upsetting. But you know, hey, here's hoping that even with the pushbacks, I don't know exactly why they're pushing this one back. But once again, everything is so loaded now and bottom heavy because of all the movies that were supposed to come out in 2021 that are coming out this year, plus movies that were coming out this year. That there's a lot of weeks where there's just so much going to go on. So as we progress into the summer months, there's going to be a lot more action at the box office as far as new movies go. So it's it makes sense in even the fall and even into the winter. You know, we've already kind of talked about with that move up. And in the horror genre, the move up is fine because obviously you don't want to get drowned out with too many horror movies because then everybody's fighting for the same dollar. Morbius is is unique because it is, you know, in the horror realm, but it is also a comic book movie. So yeah. therefore, you get two different audiences, so it doesn't hurt it as much to be surrounded by things, but you still don't want it right next to a gigantic blockbuster. Right. Especially cuz it's unproven more with that. Yeah, it's unproven. So, uh, I'm assuming that this this latest push again is probably for similar reason that they've uh, seen something else that's moved around and went, "Eh, we should probably move it just in case." there's a little bit of overflow from this other movie. So that's my only assumption. And like I said, that's going to be a problem going into the 2021 movie year. Uh, I don't think we're going to be back on real schedules for Hollywood pretty much until summer of 2021. As far as, it, or not 2021, sorry, summer of 2022. Yeah, so summer of 2022. Yeah. Uh, and the reason I say that is because everything has gotten pushed back and bobbled all the way until then. So I think we'll finally be back caught up by then. So, right. Uh, until then, I, I assume you're going to see a lot more movies moving around, uh, either to take advantage of perceived coming out later is better because theaters might be open more. And B, I think it's also because they're going to be butting up against other things that have pushed back for similar reasons. Right, right. So I agree with good, that. It's good stuff. Either way, I'm, I'm excited to still see it. I'm almost excited as, as excited to see that as I am to rewatch Freddy's Dead. Yes, Yes, I heard you're going to be doing that five times this week. That's right. I, I decided I'm going to marathon watch it a 24-hour All Freddy's Dead. Wow. It's like a Christmas story. It is. It is. I feel like everybody should do that every once in a while in their lives. I I would agree with that, too. And if you would I like to spice it up, listen to it in different languages. Ooh. Absolutely. I think I'd like to watch that movie in French. It'd be interesting. It's a good way to learn different languages because you, know you know the dialogue so well. <laughs> True. Well, with that being said, if you guys would like to comment on anything we talked about in this week's news, just say hi or drop us a line about something you would like to, uh, for us to cover in the future. You can do that on our social medias. We're HorrorZone607 on Facebook. Make sure you like and share that page. We're at HorrorZone607 on Twitter and Instagram. Use the hashtag HZ607 whenever talking about the show. Of course, you can visit 8122productions.com to get all the information about what we do here at 8122productions, including HorrorZone607, the Three Fat Nerds Podcast, the Wrestling Show, the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash 607podcast, which we got a lot of stuff coming up, coming on there. So make sure you're following us, including uh, the watch along of Enter, or not Enter, sorry, The Last Dragon, the Barry Gordy film, the Def Jam film, which is amazing, Bruce Leroy, and uh, of course, much, much more on 
twitch.tv slash the sub podcast so make sure you're following that's completely free and then of course if you would like to support the show monetarily patreon.com slash 8122 productions for as little as one dollar a month you get a ton of extra bonus content soon to have even more because when whore when mike c makes it back to the studio we're going to do an uncut uncensored version of this just like we do with the three fat nerds podcast and it'll be a lot of fun trust me uh so there you go you can uh, check that out now for as little as one dollar a month patreon.com slash 8122 productions and if you have any trouble finding uh those links they are in the description of the podcast on whatever podcast provider you provide uh guess what uh it's time for that trivia question yes it is that time and the question this week for the horizon 607 trivia question is a nice easy one for you i'm giving you a Give you some soft toss ones here. Just you know, I'm just gonna toss this one in real slow. Ooh, I think you got this one easy. Yeah. So the question is, what was the name of the housing projects used for Candyman? One more time. The question was, what was the name of the housing projects used for Candyman? The answer coming up right after the break. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Tuffy from the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast, and you're listening to Rich and Mike on the Horror Zone 607 Podcast. And welcome back to the zone. Before the break, I asked you this week's Horizon 607 trivia question. And that question was, what was the name of the housing projects used for Candyman? Rich, well, I know you got this one. First of all, I messaged the professor again, and he gave me his answer. His answer was the Haley Mills Projects. Once That's again, so close. Once again, I told him he's a stupid mofo, and he's wrong. Because the answer is Cabrini Greens. That is correct. That is correct. It is not the Haley Mills projects. You know, honestly, that was one of the easier ones you uh, have ever asked me. <laughs> yeah, I had kind of been sitting on that one for a while, uh, just because I knew how easy it was going to be. That uh, is a lob ball, my good sir. Something tells me the professor would have gone, oh, 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 oh what is it? Probably. Oh. It's on the tip of my tongue. I don't know. <laughs> Haley yeah. Mills. Haley Mills projects. Haley Mills. I'm going to go with Haley Mills. Yeah. So... <laughs> Well, with that being said, it is time for the horror view, horror zone, horror view, horror zone six oh seven horror view. Hey, well, well, all hey. of it's horror. We viewed this movie, so we did have horror view, horror zone six oh seven review in this segment, and uh, some talking horror. And uh, this week we are kicking off. We're we're doing months that are dedicated to directors, and this month is the month of May, and it's Mike Flanagan May. So every week that we come to you, we'll be reviewing a different Mike Flanagan movie, and we're opening up with one of his better movies. And uh, in my opinion, uh, one of the most underrated movies, because a lot of people who have not seen it do not understand how good this movie was. And that, of course, is Hush. Hush was released by, in the South by Southwest Film Festival on March 12, 2016, and it made its wide release on April 8, 2016 to Netflix. 
Uh, it had a budget of $1 million. There is no box office because it is a Netflix movie. Go figure. Uh, of course, as we already told you, it is written by Mike Flanagan and Kate Siegel. It is produced by Trevor Macy and Jason Blum and directed by Mike Flanagan, obviously, because it's in Mike Flanagan May. So obviously he's the director. And it stars John Gallagher Jr., Michael Tirico, and Kate Siegel. Uh, this movie has an 81-minute runtime, and if you've never seen this movie, whew, you are in for a ride. I th- This movie is, is, is just amazing, and uh, I want to jump right in and, uh, of course, kind of give you the, the, the brief synopsis of the movie. So uh, in this movie, you are introduced to our uh, a deaf uh, main character. The main character, she is a female and she is deaf and uh, her she her name is Maddie and she is in a house by herself and she's also a writer. So she's working on something. Things are going, you know, well, next thing you know, power's cut and she is now the, the source of the person who is just known as man. <laughs> John Gallagher Jr. plays the the villain of this movie, and his 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 name is just man. You never find out what his name is. You never really find out what his true motivations are either. You just know that he is there to terrorize and stalk this poor poor woman. And uh, so, while she's at home, you know he does all sorts of crazy tricks. She uh, she tries to get a hold of uh, people, but he's cut the lines, uh, the cell phone. She uses her cell phone to try to get a hold of certain people. She even tries to escape the house a bunch of times. At one point in juncture, her, uh, neighbor or the boy, the boyfriend of her neighbor tries to come over, uh, because you know, she had gotten a message, some kind of message out and meanwhile, you know, and he gets killed. There's a very, very little body count in this movie. Cause there's very few actors and yeah, that's interesting. Five people. Yes. And, and you know what the really cool part though, talking about this movie is, is it's all done. Uh, half the movie is done from the perspective of the killer and what he hears and what he's seeing. And the other perspective is done from our, our hero, if you will, and Maddie. And because she's deaf, you don't hear anything. Uh, this does predate quiet place as a very silent film. Uh, although it is mixed in with sound, because like I said, when the killer, when you're in the kind of killer's perspective, if you will, I'm not saying looking through his eyes, but like it goes out to what he's doing and what he's seeing in his end. You do hear noises, uh, right. cause there's even an interaction with the neighbor and, uh, you, you hear all of that. But when you are in the house with Maddie or outside with Maddie or whatever, and you're coming from her perspective, it is ingenious. It is shot from what a deaf person would be witnessing or hearing with very low music playing behind it. Uh, so from that aspect, going into one of the things we love in this show is atmosphere and, and, and uh, you know, good quality of things. This is, this is a home run. Uh, I'd like to also point out, we've pointed out, this is one of Mike Flanagan's first films as well. Yes. So like this is, this is very early in his career to be making a movie that I'm, I, my opinion is a very underrated masterpiece. We're going to get to that, you know, as we go on. Uh, that's pretty much the synopsis of the movie. Uh, did you want to throw anything in there that I might've forgot on the synopsis? Cause I don't want to give away the ending of the movie and how the movie ends, obviously. Synopsis. No. Um, I mean, I've, I've got comments that I'll make throughout from, from, cause I rewatched it last night. Got it. Uh, oh, gotcha. I hadn't seen it in a while. So it's been a couple of years since I watched it. And truth be told, uh, the first time I watched it, I thought it was okay. Um, I did not think it was great. I did like it a lot more having watched it again last night so uh there, there's there's criticisms i have for it but we'll get to that yeah absolutely um jump back to me and then we'll go over to you for criticism so my for my review 
Uh, once again, we give our scores at the end, and they usually give uh, what other people have given it as well. And I have all those numbers. But for me, as far as like a review aspect, this checked a bunch of boxes for me. This is definitely an original concept movie. Uh, we didn't have, you know, the don't breathes in the quiet places of the world. This just predates them, not by much, but does predate them. And because of so, this is kind of one of the first films where they, where a director takes the gamble on using a deaf or no sound approach. And uh, it does build the atmosphere. Uh, the atmosphere of this movie is very good. It's very dark and gloomy. Uh, she is in a secluded house, which adds to the nightmare, if you will. Not to mention she can't hear. Uh, there's plenty of times where the killer sneaks up on her. Interesting ways of fighting back, and you can tell that she's a, a real survivor. It's it's some really good stuff. She tries to get the word out using technology, using her computer, using a phone, using whatever, and it seems like she keeps getting cut off. Uh, the killer at least at one point in juncture realizes she's deaf because he didn't know she was deaf originally. Realizes she's deaf, and then he shows his face, which was an intriguing thing to me because it was kind of like, oh, before that he was wearing this white mask which was kind of scary <laughs> but right. like but when she when they're sitting there and there's something goes off that re, he realizes she's deaf he shows his face which i thought that was odd because obviously her eyes work <laughs> right although i think that in his cocky mind he was going to kill her right. like i don't think he thought she was getting away so maybe that's why he showed his face maybe to try to scare her more even though he's not disformed or anything I just thought, I found that odd that he showed somebody who's deaf, like he, like, like the light bulb goes off, he realizes she's deaf, and then he's like, oh, here, you can see my face. <laughs> right. Because uh. he writes a lipstick on her door. Yeah. Uh, didn't see her face. Uh, boyfriend coming home soon. And he reads that, and, you know, that's when he says, yeah. uh, you, now you've seen it, haven't you? So, <laughs> yeah, good, true story. You've seen it now. A little cocky, a little cocky and over conceited, if you will. Uh, I think he does a great job as the killer. Uh, or, you know, as at least as, you know, and she does a great job as the hero. Uh, I mean, I have some criticisms too, but I'm going to let you jump in it like to the criticisms in your review. I think I have less than you do. So, uh, uh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan. I, uh, once again, I'll probably reflect in my score, which will be coming up in a little bit, but Mike, uh, let's hear some of your review. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I would agree with the atmosphere, which as you know, is one of my big things with a good horror movie. It has to have a really, really good atmosphere. And this one, it's, it's very dark and gritty. He, uh, he can see that she's on her laptop uh, when he first comes in to the house. He steals her cell phone, and he sees that she's on the laptop, and she's getting ready to call emergency services, and he runs out, and he cuts the power to the house. Um, so she's got nothing. She's got no phone, and she's got no access to the internet to, to make a call out. Um, so there's a lot of suspense in this movie. Uh, the, the bad guy is, is great. Uh, I kept looking at him. I was like, where have I seen this guy before? He was actually one of the three main characters in um, uh, Cloverfield Lane, whatever it was called, 18 or 10. 10 yeah, Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Lane yep. 18 was their neighbor. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> but 10 Cloverfield Lane, he was the other guy that was that was in the yes. fallout shelter. He's the guy that ends up in the vat of uh, acid. Yes. yes. No place to find yourself on a Friday night. No. So, um, so yeah, I mean, he, he was excellent. Um I think that my biggest issue with it, and it doesn't you know, sound like it was something that you kind of liked about it. I understand why they did it, but you know, early on in the movie, it's no more than 10, 15 minutes into the movie when things start happening, and he removes his mask. And it is a creepy, creepy mask. Um, it's almost like a, I don't know what it's made out of, like almost like a plaster or something like that, but it's just all white, real creepy looking, and he's got like a knit cap on top, like a, like a winter hat over it. And he reveals himself what he looks like and everything right from the start. And to me, 
I, I understand why they went the direction that they did with it, but I just feel like it would have been an even creepier movie and a scarier movie all around if he kept that thing on. Maybe the whole movie or maybe right until the end. And then he gets unmasked. Um, I think that it would have been a mistake if they unmasked him and it turned out to be like her, her ex-boyfriend or, you know, something like that. Um, I think that would have been cliched and stupid, but I just think that it would have been a scarier movie with it on. I agree um, with that. I can agree with that. So that was, I think that that's what my biggest issue was with it the first time I watched it. And that's still the issue that I've got with it now. Um, but you know, again, it's, uh, I, I, it's, it's not a horror movie that I would really classify as unrealistic. Um, it, it could actually happen. And probably this is, you know, I, I was like trying to, I was thinking about this as I was watching this, that this is probably what people like the golden state killer and BTK and like real life serial killers, Ted Bundy did, you know, they peeked in windows, they found their, their victims. Uh, in this one, he just happens. He's actually, you know, I'm going to give some slight spoilers here. These aren't big spoilers, but you know, just be warned before, before I go on with this here, but he's actually killing her neighbor and the neighbor runs up to her house and is trying to get her attention. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's how he comes across Maddie. So it just, it just happens you know, to be that that's what happens. He stumbles upon her while he's killing somebody else. And then he goes on with that. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, it had great, great suspense. This is a very suspenseful movie. Um, she is a really, really tough girl, you know, woman in this movie. I mean, she's, she's a true final girl. You know, this is what a final girl should be, even though there's not a big cast. And I don't know that we really call her that. We know what the definition of a final girl is, and she was tough. You know, she's she's a bad lady. I would say that she. Uh, I would say she's a final girl. Why not? I mean, the cast yeah, is large, but she is a final girl. She's yeah. she's she's your survivor. You know, even though there's a small cast, she is right. definitely the person who's going to give him the problem, if you will. Right, and she's tough as nails. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the one thing that I found to be interesting with these things is normally it's just kind of like a a stalk and go, and sometimes the killer gets like a might slash his knife across her skin or her chest or her face, and you get a little bit of that. She actually uh, has the upper hand on him several times. Oh, yeah. She sees where he is. She's watching him and stalking him just as much as he's stalking her. She's doing it from a panicked state. And she gets him good, like brutally does something to him. But then he follows it right up with something more brutal. It's a lot of tit for tat. I agree. Movie, uh, and you don't see that very often in a horror movie. In particular, without giving too much away, I think that was the, like the bathroom scene. Yeah. Where he's trying to sneak up on her in the bathroom. And yes. you think, and she, you're pretty much, you're as the viewer, sure that, you know, she's just, you know, a sitting duck right. and then she strikes and then he also like, and it, it is, is a tit for tat moment. So I, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, you, the best innovative ways of using arrows in a movie as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that too. I would agree uh, with that too. She, he definitely picked the wrong. I mean, in a lot of ways he picked the wrong house. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did. He, he certainly did. You know, he's got somebody you would. He, he's thinking that she's going to be easy prey because she can't hear anything. But she is. She's not easy at all. She's a very tough woman, and um, one of the tougher final girls of any movie. I don't know that I really consider it a slasher film. Nah, um, no, there's not enough body count to be a real slasher. Not enough body so no. count. He doesn't have the mask on long enough. It's it's more of a home invasion film. See, if I anything, can, I can forgive no mask in a slasher film because we've had other slashers where there's really no mask involved. I just the body count is what makes it a slasher film. This right. is definitely more of a stalking thriller esque movie that has. It, it, I mean, it's it, at times this is is difficult to watch for the violence. Uh, yeah, because it's very. It's one of the more brutal horror it, movies. It's very realistic. 
yeah. I, I want to circle back to that because when you said that, I, you're absolutely right. It's very realistic. You, this is something that could happen, and you could see this as a way, as you said, you, if you could put in insert famous serial killer here, and you could imagine that's how they stalk somebody. You could imagine that's what the real, how it really went down. And then you're also getting it from uh, the victim's perspective. And I also like what you said, and I think that's a good thing for this, is that it, he doesn't have a connection. They didn't do the cliche, it's an ex-boyfriend or her brother or, you know, some something weird. It's just happenstance. It's just happenstance. Know? It's kind of, and in that way, I feel like, obviously, it's not the same body count stuff, but in that way, I feel like it's like The Strangers, where it's very yeah. muchly, this could happen in real life, and the reason this is happening is because of happenstance. He was killing somebody else that he might have been stalking before. We don't really get the backstory on that. And then he happens upon you and then realizes that you're at a handicap and then what he perceives as a disadvantage. So he goes, oh, I'm going to get a two for one tonight. Right. And in the meantime, he doesn't realize that he picked the wrong one. So it kind of becomes one of those stories. It's, it's, it's an interesting di- dynamic because, once again, I think it's more terrifying. The, what I found creepy about The Strangers, and we both agree on this, is the line in The Strangers where, why are you doing this because you were home? Yeah. Like, and that's kind of almost without that line, but that's almost the same thing here. He, she just yeah. happens to be home and he happens to realize that she's at a quote unquote disadvantage and thinks this is going to be easy prey. So right. I, I feel like, is it, I feel like that's what makes this movie a little more scary than your average film is because you're like, Oh shit. Not only could this happen to you, but you know, it's very realistic how a killer would fall upon a happenstance kill. Yeah. Let's just put it this way. Last night, um, as I was watching this or when it, when it was over, I started hearing like somebody was outside in my driveway, like right behind my living room. <laughs> it sounded like something. But the sound travels in my house really weird. If I hear something behind me, it's usually something in front of me that's actually making it, like the neighbors on one side are making it, but it sounds like it's the neighbors on the other side and vice versa. Mike sees freaking um, out. So I was a little, yeah, I kind of got in the fetal position and started sucking my thumb in the bathtub. I mean, I think that's normal behavior for a 42-year-old man that loves horror movies. So hey, Why not? Why not? <laughs> now, before we go to the to what other people gave this as a score, did you have anything else you wanted to add for your review? Uh, the only other thing that I think that I would review, and again, this is a mild, very minor spoiler with this, but at one point when she's fighting back, she's um, she gets a hold of his, he's got a couple weapons of choice. One of them is a crossbow. And she manages to get a hold of his crossbow. And she looks down on, like, the iron part of it and sees hash marks, like, one, two, three, four, and then a line through it for five. And then another one, two, three, four, and another line through it for five. And then two more. So you see that it's his kill count. He's killed 12 people. And does that include the neighbors, you know, the, the neighbor that he got? I'm going to say uh, no. Because probably not. Because he didn't, he have, time. didn't have time to do it. Um, so I think that this would have been something that it got great reviews. I believe it's holding 93%, if I'm not mistaken, on uh, Rotten Tomatoes right now. So it's a movie that was well-liked by, by people that watched it. Um, and I think that it would have been something that I could have easily have seen a couple of prequels to this that could have been very interesting and very scary. Uh, so I think that they may have dropped the ball on that. I think that now it's been five years since it came out. I'm going to say that a movie that went straight to Netflix that's been on Netflix for that long, it's kind of, you know, maybe maybe more forgotten than some of the other horror franchises that are out there. So I don't know that it would happen at this point, especially by Mike Flanagan, considering where his career has gone. Um, 
So, but I, I kind of think that that was a missed opportunity there. I, I agree with you there. Of course, if you want to watch it, it is on Netflix. It is a Netflix original. So it was a movie that they paid for, which is kind of weird in the day and age now that we are with uh, doing all, you know, original movies to get people to be on your streaming site. They haven't revisited that sooner. Uh, yeah, it's also a Blumhouse movie. So, yes, it is. Know, yeah, it is a Blumhouse movie. Kind of surprising. Produced by Jason Blum. Uh, so with that being said, you already kind of mentioned Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the combined score for this is 93%. Uh, IMDB gives it a 6.6 out of 10. Metacritic, which is critic scores only, gives it a 67%. And Google users like this at 86%. So, uh, I mean, this is, you know, this is a pretty much well-liked movie across the board. I mean, the 93% and 86% are the most telling. And even critics, if you think about it, critics between IMDB and Metacritic have it right around the same place, 6.6, 67%. Same kind of distance. So I I feel like this is uh, kind of right across the board. Uh, acclaimed, if you will, by at least people who watch it. So with that being said, I'll give my score first before you give yours. Uh, I'm kind of in line with IMDb a little bit, but a little higher. I give this a 7 out of 10. I think it checks all the boxes. There, I mean, there's a little bit more that I would have liked to see from it. Uh, but with that being said, I still think that this is a great movie. It's definitely worth a watch. It definitely has an original, and especially for the time, an original uh, plot line. And it definitely hooks you in, especially with the atmosphere and everything. So I would say this is definitely a 7 out of 10 for me. Nice. So originally when I first watched this again, I was kind of like iffy with the whole thing. I thought that it was a bit overrated and I probably would have scored it. I think remembering back a couple of years, I think it was like a five to a five and a half out of 10 that I originally gave it. Having watched it again last night and maybe it was just the mood I was in initially uh, the first time I watched it because I I was more into it last night when I watched it and I enjoyed it more. Uh, I actually also give it a seven out of 10. Very, oh, a very awesome. strong, solid 7 out of 10. Oh, I agree with you. It is definitely a solid 7 out of 10. So, wow, you gave me the same conclusion. I mean, once yeah. again, this is a great movie to watch. If you have a Netflix account and you've never seen this, this is a movie that you should get together with other friends or even by yourself. Because Michael attests, if you're by yourself, it can be terrifying. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but uh, I, I would say this is definitely a movie if you've never seen before and you're a horror fan, to definitely check out. It's definitely in that realm. It's an interesting movie. It's not your average. It's not what you expect from this movie. And that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. The atmosphere is good. It's very creepy. It's very chilling. But you would expect it to go some hokey route like we talked about before, and it does not. And uh, it's another one of those cases where the victim isn't exactly as helpless as the killer thinks, and it makes for a very interesting movie uh, because it goes back and forth, and we see some really cool shit. And uh, without spoiling the ending, the ending's good. So... There's not much about this movie that I do not like. Uh, I mean, like I said, there is some nitpicky things, as you pointed out. And, and it's true. It, there, there are some things that are like, eh. And then there's definitely the one of the things that is a detraction is not their fault, technically, is that I would have liked to see more for this universe. I mean, yeah, I feel and, like this you know, killer I, this had a better story. Things. I'll kind of chalk this up to Mike Flanagan was kind of an unknown director. He had only had a couple of other movies before this, um, some student films. And then um, he had... Uh, uh, Absentia and Oculus came out yes. before this. Yep. Um, they were like three, four years, five years. O- uh, Absentia came out in 2011. Oculus was 2013. This was 2016. So there, there were only two other actual, you know, re- big release movies that he did have out, if you can call them that. Um, wide releases, whatever, however you want to put it beforehand. So it was still a very early film in, in his career. And he did an excellent job considering it was one of his first films and he was a newcomer still at that point. And obviously he's gone on to some bigger things and he's become a very sought after director in the horror genre. Absolutely. Uh, and 
hey, it's not a bad place to have a really big breakout because this movie was was phenomenal. And obviously, as we just looked at a lot of very well reviewed as well. Well, with that being said, if you guys uh, want to give us your review, let us know how you feel uh, about Hush. Go ahead and hit us up on the social medias. Uh, that's, of course, HorrorZone607 on Facebook. Like and share the page at HorrorZone607 on Twitter and Instagram. 8122productions.com is where you go to find out all you need to do to find out about what we do here at 8122 Productions, including HorrorZone607. Of course, you can visit the friends of the show and everything else we have on there. So check out the website. And that will also give you the links to twitch.tv slash 607 podcast. And of course, our Patreon, patreon.com slash 8122productions, where it's for little as $1 a month, you get a ton of extra bonus content and help all that we make here at 8122 Productions. And of course, all of those are in the liner notes for this show on whatever podcast or whatever podcast provider you choose. So, Mike C., with that being said, that's all I have for the fine folks. Take these people home. All right. Well, before we take it home, you and I, let's discuss this on the air as we're recording this. We haven't had this conversation really yet. Uh, So we did Hush this week. Uh, What do you want to do for next week? Do you want to do Oculus? Do you want to do Before I Wake? Do you want to do Ouija Origin of Evil? Do you want to do Gerald's game? That is intriguing. I don't know. Uh, you know what? Let's do Gerald's game. Gerald's game. Let's do okay. Gerald's game because that was uh, another one of the... I, I think we need to save Oculus for last. So I think we should do Gerald's game followed by Ouija followed by Oculus. Okay. We can do that. I feel like I feel like Gerald's that makes sense because obviously we're not doing uh, the shows. So therefore, I feel like if we right. do that, we, we end with Oculus. And I, I think uh, Oculus is one of his that is quite up there. Yeah, not, that's the only one of these I haven't seen. So, yeah. so um, it gives us time for you to see Oculus and everything. Yeah, Obviously, before I wake is really you. good too. If we get time, maybe maybe we can do that. Maybe too. we can do a double okay. shot one of these weeks. Uh, yeah, either next week really or the week good. after. So we'll pick um, we'll pick whichever week we think that uh, we can do a double shot. Right. We're gonna hold. We're not gonna do Doctor Sleep then at all. Uh, I mean, it's been. Uh, I mean, we kind of did do Doctor Sleep True. <laughs> back when it, when it came, came out. out. So I would yeah, say, I, I would say, we're going to hold off. Go back in the archives if you want to hear our takes on Doctor Sleep. I mean, maybe okay. we can throw a brief review into one of the weeks. So how about the next two weeks? What we'll do is uh, we'll we'll figure out which one we're going to double. Right. So we'll do one of the weeks. Well, next week we already know we're definitely going to do Gerald's game. So maybe we could do Gerald's game and uh, one of the other two brief a brief one of those, and then uh, the week after Ouija and the brief one of the other one, and then end with Oculus. Sounds good to me. Because that way, because like I said, Doctor Sleep we have done a review in the past on. Uh, I mean, it's worth going back and talking about briefly, but if you want to hear the full patch, just go back in the archives. You can find the archives wherever you get great podcasts, and also at eight one two two productions dot com. And also, I did write up a, a lengthy review of Dr. Sleep when I first saw it. That's yes. also on our website. That is also on 8122productions.com under HZ607 articles. So if you click on that, uh, there is a lengthy review in Word as well. But we also did one on air. So yes. I, I feel like I feel like if you go back and you listen to that. But we can do a little touch upon it. And maybe our score changed a little bit. I don't know if mine did. but I, we Yeah, I think I like it more. I, I, I remember there were certain criticisms I had of Dr. Sleep. Um, I liked it a lot, but there were certain things I was kind of like, well, everybody's saying that this is better than The Shining and it's the masterpiece, and I don't feel that way. And the more I've seen it, I really do think it is a masterpiece. Uh, of everything Flanagan's done, I think that it is by far his masterpiece, unless you want to throw The Haunting of Hill House right. on top of that. So like I said, but, I'm, not, um, I'm not trying to bypass them, but I mean, we have talked about them. So right. let's, let's, let's throw them in as a, as a little, uh, we'll do a double feature uh, kind of on two of them because, like I said, uh, with Doctor Sleep, I don't want to go too far in the weeds because we've done a written and a, a, a verbal review of, of it. 
Right. So, like, I don't want to bog down our longtime listeners with it, but for anybody who's a new who, new listener, if you want to go back and check that out in the archives, also uh, we'll do a little bit of uh, re retool on it. And I, like I said, I think my I, mine might have changed by pointage too as well. I don't know, uh, but uh, I'd have to go back and see what I gave it originally. Yeah, uh, I can't we'll, remember what I gave it either. But we'll 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 do that. We'll do that. We'll double it up. So we'll uh, so next week definitely. We're going to be doing Gerald's game, and then uh, we'll figure out which the secondary one is between now and then, and then we'll do Ouija and the second, the other secondary one, and of course we'll end the month on, uh, on Oculus. Right, and eventually here in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to put up a poll uh, on Twitter uh, for what director you'd like to see us do for June. Ooh, actually, so, actually, I take that back, Mike. We have five weeks in May. Is there five weeks? Yeah, so okay. we can we only have to double up one week, so we can end with Doctor Sleep. How about that? That works for me. And we'll double down next week. We'll do uh, Gerald. Uh, so next week's Gerald's Let's game. Let's do Gerald's game by itself next week. And then we'll do Ouija. We'll double up with Ouija. Then we'll do Oculus. Then we'll do Doctor Sleep. There you go. And then it we can all me. give it because, yeah, there's five Sundays. We usually record on Sunday, even though we, some of the times we record a little early. But there's five weeks for us as far as the month of May when we record is. Right. Okay. So there you go. That works. Like that I said, works I'm going to put up a poll to see what our listeners want to hear us do for June. You know, I've yeah. got a couple of people in mind, so I'll put them out there. And, yeah, a couple uh, directors. We'll see where we go with that. So Awesome. Um, so but, there you go. You heard it here first. You heard our discussion here first. That, more like that will be coming to patreon.com slash 8122productions uh, for as little as $1 a month. That'll be like part of the bonus extended shows. You can hear us talk about that stuff off air and even give a little bit Our friendly banter so and making fun of the professor. Oh, that, we give those for free. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah, they don't hear what we'd say off air. But uh, those are just as good as what we say on air with him. Absolutely. Uh, that guy, he's something. I miss him. <laughs> it's going to be good to see you guys in a couple of weeks. But anyways, uh, that's the show. That's it for this week. So I want to thank Rich, as always, for helping me put together this show and bringing you guys what we love to talk about. And I want to thank you listeners for tuning in each and every week. So until next week, for Rich, I'm Mike C. saying see ya. See ya.